Just Me, a place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just Me. Throughout the month of October, we have discussed various components of mental health and breast cancer. Previous episodes have acknowledged the health inequities of breast cancer and breast cancer treatment. Previous episodes have also acknowledged the individual bereavement process that people go through, as well as the importance in diversifying your supports. While this podcast will never be able to cover all of the intricacies of a person's unique journey, multiple survivors have also offered authentic insight into their personal journeys on our social media platforms. Check us out and check out check out their stories on our Instagram page at Just Me Podcast the number one, or you can hit us up on Facebook at Just Me, the podcast, to listen to these unique stories. But today we're going to take an even deeper dive into the journey of caregivers who also have a unique role to play within this intense journey. Today we will be speaking with um, a person who has navigated through social and emotional trials and tribulations of being a caregiver to an aging parent and a partner who has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. So we are so excited to have with us Miss Laverne Murray, and she is going to share her story as um, being a caregiver now. I know uh, this, y'all, this is my sister right here, so <laughs> y'all know how we get down. So uh, Laverne, again, thanks for um, joining us here, just me, and um you want to introduce yourself and just um share your your journey as a caregiver? Sure. Again, my name is Laverne, and thank you, Tracy, and just me for allowing me to share my story. I've had the pleasure of taking care of uh, my mom before she passed. Um, I took care of her um, probably about two years in my home. Um, taking care of her. And right now I'm a caregiver to my husband who is battling uh, cancer. And I've had some experience <laughs> with taking care of individuals. Um, and I count it a pleasure to be able to take care of my family mem- members. It's not an easy task by any means. Um, and I really. Uh, I tell people God has given me grace to be able to do it and to be able to handle taking care of my family as well as making sure that I'm good as the caregiver as well. Um, and that's one of the critical points in being a caregiver is being able to balance, have balance in your life. Um, it's not easy because sometimes you put the person, um, their needs before your own. Um, But one of the things that I learned to do was when I got up in the morning and my feet hit that floor, I took time to take care of me. I made sure that I got my bath. I had my time. You know, most of us women, we take time in the bathroom and pray and uh, do what we need to do during that time. That's That's like our quiet time. 
that we get up and do those things. And so I learned to do those first for myself. Um, And so as a caregiver, you have to learn how to take care of you first. Um, And some may say that selfish of you, but in taking care of yourself, it allows you to get what you need so you can take care of the other person. And I think that was critical for me because you can get overwhelmed so quickly uh, in trying to care for the other person because you you never know what's going to pop up in a day. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to encounter uh, that day, whether they're going to cooperate with you or give you a hard time. Or it may be a good day and they make you laugh and you have a good day. They cooperate fully, but it it's challenging. No day looks the same in being a caregiver. Um, it's just not. It's not the same because they have they're in a different mode from day to day. And my my mom had Alzheimer's um, or dementia, and so it was very difficult. Um, some days she would be very present and be with you. And some days she might be in the past. And some days you didn't know where she was. Um, you couldn't tell. And on those days, you had to figure out how to handle her. <laughs> you know, it's it's a difficult task because you have to almost move with the cloud. Wherever that cloud is moving for the day, you have to adjust yourself to handle the patient um, wherever they are. And so that makes you have to sometimes become uncomfortable, but you have to do that in order to take good care of them and allow them to be expressive where they are. And some days it's not easy because some days they're down. You know, they're down and depressed about being sick. When people are sick, it's a heaviness that comes on them. They want to do certain things, but they can't. And so now as a caregiver, you have to either help them to do what they want to do or help them to work around what they want to do to get to the next point and place in time. And so it, um, you have to be flexible in being a caregiver um, <laughs> because you don't want to always fight with the patient. Um, and you really don't. It doesn't help you and it doesn't help them to get them round up and to fight with the patient or try to make them do something. I learned in dealing with my mom and my husband, some things you just let be and let them take its course. <laughs> You know, um, because it, it doesn't do anybody any good to get really riled up and to um, snap at each other and then have to come back and fix it. <laughs> you know, and then you can't get anything else out of them for the day. But sometimes you just let them do what they do and let them realize, hey, this may not have been a good idea or maybe um you know, it wasn't a good idea just to let it go. So, <laughs> uh, but it it it's something to take care of people. It's not easy, and I'll tell people it's not easy. And sometimes you, you take your breaks. 
definitely surround yourself with people who can come in and help you. Don't be afraid as a caregiver to ask for help. That is a critical point. So you um you mentioned it's kind of like all in the same umbrella. While here's self care, and don't be afraid to ask for help. And that's and that's helping asking for help is helping you to um being you you're their support system as a caregiver. But then you in turn can use support as well. So so what um. What are some of the stressors like that, say, being that caregiver that, uh, that you come across? And, and your story is, uh, is, is, is unique because you had, again, you said you, you was taking care of your mom and your husband. Like, that's a dual job. Plus, you're working. Yes. How many, how many hats you're wearing? I'm that's- wearing quite a few because not, not only am I working, but I'm a business owner. <laughs> So, um, so I'm operating a business, taking care of my client, as well as I was taking care of my mom and my husband as well. So, um, stressors. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So, um, stressors come when, (laughs) you know, I remember days where I've had to call my client. I'm supposed to meet with a client at a certain time and I, I have to pick up the phone and say, hey, can we push our time back uh, because I can't get on the phone or get on my Zoom call at the designated time because uh, mom is not cooperating or I've had an emergency with my husband and I have to take him to the hospital or we're at the hospital. And so um, you have to, that that's a stressor, you know. Because you can't get done what you know you need to get done in the time that you know you need to have it done. And so that will cause stress. And wearing many hats is a stressor. Uh, I remember uh, being on the phone with my mom's doctor and explaining to him, um, look, I cannot do this. You know, I feel like I am dragging my mom because she lost her ability to walk. Um, And I said, I feel like I'm dragging my mom around the house like a rag doll because I don't have the proper equipment or training to know how to handle her. And so when I explained to him what was happening, that's when he wrote up the orders for me to get assistance with her. An additional to get an additional resources. So there right. that goes to what the point that you made, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like I can't do this. I need help or more assistance in trying to to what I am or whatever I'm doing to make it more effective. Yeah. And to show that that you're doing it um properly. So um a lot of times even uh, when you were sharing with you um Mention something like you, you you just start laughing or something <laughs> like you don't know how they're going to show up. Right. So, so what it, so what is that? Um, just can you uh, go over a day where um, it was different people showing up in that same day, but yet you still had to be that same caregiver, or do <laughs> or do you show up differently for those? How 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 was that? So. 
So I have to, it's almost like you have to be a chameleon of sorts where you have to become whoever they need you to be for the day. Uh, you know, mom may not want you to be her daughter today. She might want you to be that friend and sit and listen to her uh, and not tell her what to do and not be the caregiver. And so then I have to change my hat or become somebody else um, and sit and be her friend and listen to her for the day, you know, and not try to tell her, mom, you need to put your socks on or mom, you need to put your clothes on or, or let's do this. Sometimes they don't need that. My, My husband has said to me on occasion too, he said, Baby, I don't need you to fix it. I need you to listen to me. And so we sometimes want to fix it and do something about it. But he said, no, I just want you to listen. Hear me. Wow. And so you you have to become become somebody what they need you to be at the time. And so, so how impactful was that for the how is what's the impact on you if um, your your emotions are high? How do how how do you flow? Yeah, I know you mentioned um too earlier in in caring for your husband that when um say you you got two people coming together trying to get something accomplished and you barking and he barking. Mm-hmm. How? How do we how do we level it in as as the caregiver now? You said it's times where you have to just step back, listen. What what does that look like? So sure. So you know, um, and this is even as recent as a month ago. Um, my husband got sick at home, and um, I'm trying to tell him let's go to the hospital, and he said, "No, give me time." And so then I have to step up and say, look, I've allowed you, I've given you time to do this your way. Now you're going to do it my way. I didn't say it that calmly or that nicely. <laughs> but I said, now we're going to do it my way. So sometimes it take, you have to become forceful in what you say um, to get them to move or to stay that you know, to see that they need to move in a different direction or to do something different. So it's not always uh, peaches and cream. Sometimes it's rock throwing time, you know. So it is sometimes, you know, you'll 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 fight with words back and forth. And then you'll take a breath. You'll go to your corner. They'll go to their corner and then you'll come back together. And somebody's got to take the low side, you know. So, so y'all, you it's definitely a uh, a not a juggle, but trying to balance those emotions because a, a lot of emotions are going to show up. Yes, they could show up anytime at any moment. <laughs> a yeah. couple of times a day. <laughs> but but when they do, um, to be able to uh, again use skills or or techniques to help manage those emotions because just the um the, the different type of stress is going to impact and knowing the highs and lows that are associated with it that um is, is important to be um watchful for yeah. them and how to um to move with them. 
Um, one thing we talk about is um, post-traumatic growth. You, you hear a lot about post-traumatic um, stress disorder, but it's post-traumatic growth is the increased personal strength. It's uh, a positive change that a person uh, goes through while going through a stressful experience. You get a greater appreciation for life. You have improved relationship, new possibilities, or personal strengths. Do you feel that um, through your experience as a caregiver that you have experienced any type of post-traumatic growth throughout this? I have. I <laughs> I stood in the mirror crying my eyes out. You know, it, it is stressful, but I stood in the mirror and I said to God, I said to myself, I said, God, what do you think that I'm made of? <laughs> I said, what do you think that I am made of? Can I catch a break? Somewhere. Can I catch a break? Because at that moment, I felt so overwhelmed with stuff, with life, with taking care of people. And I just cried before the Lord. And I said, what do you think I'm made of? I know that you know what I'm made of because you made me. (laughs) I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know this. But at this moment right now, Um, it felt good for me to be able to say that. That, For me, that was a breakthrough. For me, just to be able to to commune with God in that moment and allow him to strengthen me. Once I got done, once I had our, we had our conversation, I wiped my face and I was ready for the day. Okay. And that for me, that was strength. That built a new strength in me because I felt so vulnerable in his presence that I felt like I needed that moment with him at that time to bring me strength and to allow to, for me to lay everything out on the table before him. So, so in, in finding your own strength, you were able to help strengthen others as a caregiver. Um, was did it take long for you to um to rely on your strength or was that was that a process in itself to find out what is it that I need or what is what is holding you up or what's what held you up um through it? Sure. So I I I have people in my corner. And I tell people all the time, I said, I may not t- talk to you every day, but you being in my corner and praying for me, I know that because I've seen the weight lifted off of, um, of me in times where uh, when my husband was first diagnosed with cancer and we were very open about what was going on with us and our family members and people close to us began to pray. and it was as if God opened up a directive, you know, he said, he'll be a light unto our path. And at that moment, at the moment when I felt like I didn't know what to do, a commercial came on the television for a hospital 
I called the number on a Saturday afternoon and talked to somebody. Wow. So, and um, again, I, I, I know the story, but if, if you don't mind, your husband, like now this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And mm-hmm. um, your, your story is a little different. Well, do you mind sharing the, the type of um, cancer that um, your husband was diagnosed with and a little bit about his journey as well? Sure. So um, in 2018, my husband was complaining about stomach pain. He was in a lot of pain um, and he was he we went to the doctor. Um, the doctor said, well, try this, try that. So we went home, did what the doctor said, and he was still in pain. It was a week later. So the doctor said, okay, I'm going to immediately send you for MRI. The doctor sent my husband for MRI, and that was on a Thursday. On a Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock, the doctor's office calls us in um, to the office, and and we both looked at each other and said, oh, well, it can't be bad, can it? It's five o'clock in the evening. Why is he calling us in now? And so he called us in and uh, proceeded to tell us that my husband had a mass on his pancreas. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctors here, here being here in North Carolina, um, we were scheduled to see them um, he went through a biopsy. It was confirmed. And we were scheduled to see the doctors here in North Carolina. God rest my husband's uncle's soul. He called us and said, he told, called me. He didn't call my us. He called me. And he said, don't you let anything happen to my nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I promised him that I would not let anything happen to his nephew. And so... That day we're sitting here, like I like I just told you about um, you know, the commercial coming on TV on a Saturday afternoon. I called the number, talked to someone, they talked to my husband, another pancreatic cancer patient called him and talked to him that very same day. We got an appointment. Only reason why we couldn't get an appointment that day because the schedulers weren't there. But that Monday, they called us. We got an appointment and went the following week where it had been three weeks here at home before we could get an appointment. And so we went to Atlanta to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. And that's where my husband has been getting treatment for the last four years. And so we've been on a cancer journey for four years. Uh, It's anyone who has battled cancer knows that the cancer journey is a lonely journey. Uh, There are parts of the journey that are so lonely. Um, Even though you have people praying for you or people pulling for you, those nights when we're at home and it's just me and him, it's just me and him on this journey. you know, trying to determine, make right decisions, trying to determine which way we want to go, what treatment we want to take, you know, all of these things. Uh, And so prayer has been a vital part of our life. And this journey where God has given us directives uh, and things to do and how to handle it. And so 
being a caretaker had been uh, <laughs> a gracious part of that journey, you know, to help him, even though he may not, sometimes he may not remember. They call it chemo brain. So he's taking chemo on this journey. Um, right now, he's still battling. Um, the disease has metastasized to his liver, um, and he's still taking treatments. Um, he's had a few setbacks in the last few months, but he's coming along pretty good at this point. Um, we're still believing God for a miracle. And believe it or not, I tell people he's a miracle right where he is right now. Um, <laughs> so we're thankful for that, that God has graced us to be able to get through because people look at him and say, pancreatic cancer patients don't live as long as he's lived. And I thank God for that, that he's uh, doing as well as he is on this journey. Um, but, you know, it it is, you, you have to have those moments. And what I had to do for myself as well, I had to get me a counselor. You know, I said, you know, I needed someone that I could talk to who could be objective with me and help me to get through these tough moments. Uh, my mom passed um, in February of this year. So that was a major um, point in caregiving is to lose the one that you're taking care of. That's hard. That's hard. I miss her so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I miss her. Oh, she was a character, but I do miss her. That is football season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially in football season, cause she, her, and my husband was sitting there and and watch football together, and she talked junk about his team. <laughs> so it, 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 it was something, but we we enjoyed, you know, those moments and those times for them to have together. So, so so just me, we 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 usually try to leave like a um. A nugget or two, some, something that they could take home and, and get some growth out of it. To all the caregivers that might be listening or somebody else listening, like a caregiver, you need to listen to this episode right here. <laughs> listen to Miss Laverne. Like, uh, get some, she did the door school. <laughs> but um, what would you tell them? Like, you know, if you got the top two or three things that you would, would want to leave with them? So definitely take time for yourself. Take take breaks. Uh, even if you have to pay someone to come in to stay with your family member um, or another family member to come in, take a break. Even if it's just to go to the nail salon, get your hands and feet done, or go get a massage, or just go do something that you like to do. Uh, take those moments and get out of the environment that you're so accustomed to and take those moments for yourself as a mental health break. <laughs> you know, I know that's what just me talks about is your 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 mental health, but we want you to make sure that you take your breaks because it's necessary in order for you to help someone else. Take those times to help yourself as well. Secondly, I'd say, don't be afraid to ask for help, uh, whether that's family members, whether that's you need financial assistance, you need to know how to do something, talking to the doctors, 
Whatever it is that you need help with, don't be afraid to ask for help. There are a lot of services available to people who are caring for their family members, whether it's in home or whether it's in a facility, wherever you are, there are a lot of services available to you. So seek out assistance to care for your family members. And above all, operate in love. Operate in love. Love the ones you're caring for. Is it difficult? Yeah. Will they make you mad? Yeah. But find a way to love them regardless of what it is that they may be going through. Um, Because at the end of the day, love will get you through. Miss LeVar, look, I got my tissue over here. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> Love, I thank you so much. And I'm sure that um, those that are listening, that they either, that are in your shoes now or might find themselves in your shoes in the future, the same shoes in the future, will gain a lot of insights. And I know from my own personal um being a caregiver, the challenges mm-hmm. that, that come with it and be like, oh, I can relate to that. I can relate to that and that and that and that. So the, the reminder too, that um to operate just in that love for, mm-hmm. for those days when um I say like, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, all of that. It's so much to burn for, uh, for your time. And most love for, for sharing your story um, to help those that um, in our, within our community and within our, oh, within our families. Yes, yes. For sure. So, um, and for your husband, you tell them they, to keep the keep the fighting, you fighting with them. Yes. And, um, that, what's that background? You got that lighthouse? Keep, yeah. keep that light shining. Let the light yeah. Keep that fire burning. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www dot patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash just me podcast and the number one if you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses interventions and treatment plans please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at journeys counseling center journeys can be reached at 336-294-1300 The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. 
Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.